0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And today, we're going to talk about how to find an investor for your record label. This is actually a question that I've been asked a lot in our community. I understand that for a lot of you, this isn't something that may interest you. Perhaps you like operating with your own resources as an independent company. I completely get that. But for some of you, this is something that you're interested in or at least want to know more about uh, what it means to find an investor for your record label. I actually really enjoyed putting together today's episode because even though looking for outside investors hasn't been ever been on my own radar, I feel like I have a lot more clarity about this space. And I think you're gonna find today's episode really helpful regardless of where you are on your label journey. If you are very early in your label journey, be sure to download my free record label toolkit that contains tons of resources like a checklist, a workbook, a bio writing guide, um, social media templates, a sample contract, and and a lot more stuff. You can grab that at otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit. Here's what I want to propose. Instead of asking how do I find someone to invest in my record label, I think the better question is to ask why someone would want to invest in your record label. Why? When we're able to answer that question, it really opens up your own understanding into what type of investor would be ideal for your record label. And so... The first thing I want to do is to talk about three reasons why someone invests in any business. Forget about record labels for a second. A record label to an investor is just another business. So let's look at the three reasons why a bank, an angel investor, an arts council in your country, uh, a friend or a relative would consider investing in your record label. Once we break down these three investment motivations, we can then see how this changes how we present ourselves to a potential investor. So, the three common motivations and expectations of investors. Number one is investments with modest gains. So, this would be like approximately a 10% annual return on investment. Anywhere between 5 to 15%, depending on the economy and on, and inflation. Basically, the goal is... For them to keep their money safe, to keep on par or ideally just above inflation, nothing too extreme or dramatic, similar to what they would expect in the stock market or in a high interest account uh, with a bank. Meaning if a family member uh, were to invest $1,000 uh, or in your record label and at the end of the year you pay them back $1,100 if it was a 10% um, investment return or just a hundred dollars as the interest payment, or if they loaned you a thousand dollars for five years, uh, as it builds up, you would pay them back about $1,600 and change. So this is not a crazy amount of money for them, but it's certainly a, a somewhat safe place for them to keep their money. The second uh, motivation is investments with outsized returns. So for example, investing in a startup like Facebook or Google or Airbnb, very risky, high chance of loss, but an attractively outsized profit if things go well and they get lucky. In most of these cases, they're giving money in exchange for equity in the business. They may not be expecting interest or dividends. The money is gone until the company sells or it starts earning profits that can be then distributed to the shareholders. And these are extreme expectations, likely to either... 10x their investment, or more likely, easily losing everything. And the third motivation is investments with philanthropic returns. So the meaning behind the investment is the priority for the investor. Their ROI is not necessarily monetary. Your values as a record label or as a business is what they value. They are fully prepared to lose their investment. It's often a given. And the money is more like a donation than an investment. Okay, so now that we know these three possible motivations for a small investor, we can see how we as record labels can prepare an investment pitch that might meet the expectations of one of these three categories. So a caveat first, I understand that there are a few more intricacies to why Someone may want to invest in a given company or opportunity. I think for the sake of our purposes today, for record labels and and for potential investors who are dealing upwards of maybe $10,000, I think consolidating it down to these three categories makes sense. I understand this topic is far more nuanced than this, but for our purposes, we'll keep it simple. So based on our three investment motivations, let's discuss how you can present your record label to an investor once we know what their motivation is. Now, hold up. Big disclaimer here. As we get into the nuts and bolts, I need to tell you, I am not a financial planner or an accountant or an expert in any way. I'm a musician. And if you take financial advice from a musician, then that's on you. Number one, if your potential investor is looking for modest gains, so let's go back to our first one. Our first reason why people invest in companies or in anything is is just keep their money safe modestly. Find out how much investment you can handle. Be specific with what you need the money for and have a plan for how you will earn and save the investor's interest payment. So, for example, if a friend gives you a hundred, uh, let's say a friend gives you a thousand dollars, you need to have a specific purpose for that entire amount. What it will buy, how it will work for you—meaning, whatever it purchases needs to make at least thousand dollars, ideally more. Ideally, a profit for your investor and for the label to keep. But one thing that should be on your mind is, at, at the very least, their their interest payment will come due at the end of the year. And that's a hundred dollars or whatever you agree upon based on their investment. And so that's just something that you need to keep in mind. How are we going to get this money back? And also with their interest payment, having a plan. Number two is if your pet potential investor is looking for an outsized return, what unique or proprietary advantage does your record label have that puts you in a position to generate an outsized return? Going back to our first example, a label that borrows $1,000 and then within a year can make that $1,000 back plus an extra 10%, which is $100, that's totally doable. That's not a crazy thing. That's a very uh, modest goal. But it's a little bit more challenging when we're trying to build a record label that can produce outsized returns for an investor. It's not impossible. If you're a record label who is also going to be an event space or offering citywide music lessons, or if there's a real estate component, or maybe you are also opening a pressing plant at the same time, if you don't, the point is this if you don't have a realistic path to an outsized return, then don't ask for an outsized investment. Don't promise an outsized return without proving how it's possible. A good investor will sniff out someone who has these unfounded aspirations of, of unlikely outcomes. In some cases, a large investment is used to give you this unique and unfair advantage. For example, if the investor helps you buy a piece of equipment or real estate that then sets you up for more realistic outsized returns. So that's a possibility. And number three is if your potential investor is investing for philanthropic reasons, and I think in the arts world, um, we might see this more often than the previous two examples, but show them how you are currently furthering a cause or promoting the values that they value. Tell them exactly how their investment will make an impact. Ask them what initiatives are important to them and what they want to be a part of. Some charities uh, allow donors to earmark their donation, or in this case, investment, to a specific area of operation or a specific goal. So give them public recognition as well as regular updates on the progress of their investment. These types of investors want to feel good with what they've done with their money. The money is tangibly gone oftentimes, but the intangible ROI is still, to them, just as rewarding. If you think you want an investor or you know your record label needs an investment, and I don't think there's anything wrong with getting an investor. In fact, I think it's a great way to hold you accountable, to light a fire under you and to ensure that you take this endeavor seriously. I think it's most important that you have a plan for the money. If someone says, I need an investor to get my label off the ground, that sounds too vague. And I certainly wouldn't invest in that. If someone comes to me and says, I have a great record that I discovered with 20 different record stores already committed to buying 20 copies each initially and I have a mailing list of 5000 people with that has a 10% response rate and I need $2000 to pay for the vinyl pressing that's something I'd get on board with personally if there was a path to getting at least a portion of my $2000 back with maybe even a a chance to profit an extra $200 which is 10%. Plus, most importantly, I get to play a role in bringing a meaningful album into the world. I get a few copies, maybe a test pressing. Yeah, count me in. That sounds kind of like a Kickstarter with a little kickback. One thing to keep in mind, and there may be investors who are m- motivated by all three of these options. They may primarily be looking to support you and your efforts or support an industry that they feel is important or adds diversity to their portfolio while at the same time hoping for maybe a modest return and even having the potential to reap a substantial reward if you exceed all expectations and maybe sign the next Adele, if that's possible, let me know. So there's a scenario where your investment target might see potential in all three of these motivations that I mentioned previously. Instead of asking how to get someone to invest in your record label, ask number one, what do you specifically need the money for? Number two, what is this potential investor looking to gain? And number three, what type of return can you provide your investor? Is it interest, equity, or is it values-based? This is a massive, massive topic, but it's something we haven't covered yet on this show. And I think we'll venture into this area again in the future. It's important to some people. And talking about money in this art space, is difficult. It's awkward for me, <laughs> but it's important because in a lot of ways, it keeps us going and enables us to do great things and help great artists. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash investors to get the notes from today's episode. And if you need more help getting your record label off the ground, you can download my free record label toolkit by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit. We got super didactic today talking about money. If you um, have your own views on investing, if you've worked with an investor that's worked out for you really well, or that's ended in a disaster, I'm sorry to hear that. Please share it with me. You can send me an email podcast at otherrecordlabels.com or you can share it in our Facebook group by going to facebook.otherrecordlabels.com and let's talk about this. I think it'd be really helpful for a lot of our new community members to navigate these waters with with some of the experts in our group. I hope you found this helpful and thanks for listening.